Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We now return. We now return. To the Jim Colbert Show. The Wag. Already in progress. Welcome back to the Jim Colbert Show on Real Radio 104.1. Jim himself is uh, off on vacation for a few more days. I'm his lovely and dangerous co-host, Deborah Roberts, sitting in the big chair today Mm -hmm. and tomorrow. Joining me today is Sabrina from the News Junkie. Hey, everybody. I'm also a big chair, and I am honored to be where your butt usually is. Thank you for keeping it warm for me. We really do appreciate you doing a a double shift today. Anything for y'all, your family. (laughs) Our executive producer, Jack Bradshaw, also here. Honestly speaking, these chairs are all exactly the same size. (laughs) And joined by the (laughs) intrepid, fearless, and fabulous... And I can absolutely prove that that's wrong. Look at the chair I'm sitting in. You're on a stool. That's not even a chair. That's better for your back. I don't get any love around here. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. We love Love you, you Fritz. All right, it's time for Colbert Court. When you are listening to is real. Well, sort of. The participants are not actors. That's a fact. This is, however, a real case that will be decided here in our forum. The Colbert Court. And Colbert Court is sponsored by personal injury attorney Glenn Klausman of Klausman Law. At the end of this, I'll uh, give you all the information you need to get in touch with one of the best attorneys in the city of Orlando, bar none voted super attorney so many times we can't even count. Here is the case for today's Colbert Court. Kids, listen up to the deets, and then when we're done, we'll go around the room and get everyone's opinion before we get the official legal opinion From attorney Glenn Klausman, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Quote, I was injured by a drunk driver who had only basic car insurance and no insurance to pay for my injuries. I found out he was drinking at a local bar about a mile from the accident. And from his breathalyzer reading, he was over twice the legal limit for being intoxicated. He had a charge card receipt that showed he was drinking in the bar for over 90 minutes and ran a tab of over $70. Do I have a case against the bar? Who wants to weigh in first? Counsel? Sabrina? Yes, I'll weigh in first. Okay, you have the floor. Um, hey, I'm kind of like a judge in the yeah, judge's yeah. chair. Hi, where's my gavel? And you have a sweater, too, that kind of looks, do, like, a looks like a judge's robe. robe. Yeah, Do you exactly. want to use this disinfectant spray as your gavel? Your Honor... <sighs> Nice. As long as it doesn't explode. Oh, boy. I think this case is pretty simple. (laughs) Yeah. The answer is absolutely not. Ah, see, I disagree. I think they do because. Oh, the judge is giving a ruling. We don't even get. (laughs) Fritz, we're already excluded from these proceedings. Jack, Jack, Jack. I get no love. No love. All right, Fritz first. Um, I am also going to say no. You're going to say no? Okay, no case against the bar. Uh, uh, Against the bar, no. I'll say yes. Okay. 
So in the case, uh, in this case of the overserved uh, driver, mm-hmm. uh, the, they have the responsibility if. Uh, on his condition, if he leaves, they need to at least prove they've offered him a ride home True. or uh, has tried to make some way for him to be able to get home. And if he leaves and gets in his vehicle, it's on the, the restaurant or the bar to contact law enforcement to alert them to him being a driver on the road. And see, I agree with Jack on this because I remember Jack sharing uh, memories of when he was a bartender and saying that they had to personally take the responsible server course about what to do if you see someone who is too intoxicated and whether or not you should be allowed to continue serving them alcohol and what your liability with that is if you do see them inebriated and you continue to serve them. So because of your experience, Jack, I say they do have a case. And I have to be honest with you. I was really hoping that your verification was not going to be me telling a story (laughs) (laughs) months earlier. (laughs) I was hoping. I was like, oh, good. We're backed up on this. And it's like, oh, wait, I was the source. Uh, Exactly. She's got a memory like a steel trap. (laughs) She does. Uh, So uh, that's what I think now. So you and I think that the the bar is on the hook or potentially could be on the hook for damages here. Right. And Sabrina and Fritzy say no. I say no. You say no. That's all, all right. Fritz says is no. No. Well, <laughs> that and I get no love. I think uh, I think as far as it being no, because the bar, that could not, they would have to prove that's the only place that he went to. Um, well, they had the receipt. They said they had the receipt. He was there for 90 minutes, bar, a tab over $70. Drinking by himself. Yeah, but we don't know when... The accident, um, maybe I'm getting into the weeds, but we don't know when, what happened in the bar and when he left. And Yeah, you don't know well, if he drank in between in his car. Or except his car. Uh, the credit card receipt would be time stamped and date stamped. And if, of course, he would have an arrest report, that too would have been date stamped and time stamped. So you'd be able to, I would think with relatively ease, be able to figure out. Yeah, but I'm. Um, I'm sorry, I just don't think that going into a bar, all of a sudden you have this expectation of being babysat, and because you get in a wreck, it's the bar's fault. I mean, as a 21-year-old getting the right to be served alcohol, you also have to be get be responsible about it. Right, and make sure you have a safe way home. Well, there's the way it should be and the way that a, a litigious society makes it. And here's the deal. I have a feeling two of us are going to be correct. Or close to it, and two of us are going to be wrong. Wow, that, that was, was a good one. Excellent <laughs> math. I had that one. That was excellent math. And you, got, you got the point. Also, it was a mile down the road when the crash happened. It was a mile from the bar when the oh, crash I happened. Got that. That's, oh. that's part of the part of the, pay the t- facts. Pay attention to the details, Sabrina. Yeah, that's yeah. what we learned in yeah, the Cobra Court. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's 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 let me get the official voice of reason then. So we. We've already agreed that two of us think the bar is liable and two of us feel that the bar should not be held responsible for mm-hmm. this man's actions. Glenn, which, okay, which well, half of the room is correct? Well, Jack and Deborah have the voice of reason. What? What? As, that's true. They have the voice of reason as, as, to, as, as to what the law should be. What should be. Okay, right. he says should oh. be. Oh, yeah. here's where it gets tricky. Get ready, Fritzy. We're older. We're more reasoned. However. What the law should be. Yeah. The kids will have it their way. What yeah, the, law the, 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 problem <laughs> no is, the problem is the law in Florida protects bars more than it protects the uh, injured people. That really? Get, you know. yeah, here's the law in Florida. The law in Florida is the bar is liable if they serve someone under 21 or if they serve someone who's a known alcoholic. 
and it's very difficult to prove someone's a known alcoholic. Right. Um, one of the ways you can do it is the person's in there all the time, getting you know drunk, drinks a lot of alcohol. Um, in this particular case, they tried to prove it with a forensic toxicologist who said that if somebody had a one point a point one six breathalyzer, which is twice the legal limit, and they were walking and appeared fine, they must be a known alcoholic. Hmm. And the court said, no, we're not going to allow that. So yeah, that the problem is the law is not what it should be. The law is that to get the bar on the hook, you have to prove either someone under 21 was served that caused the accident or that the person was a known alcoholic or the bar should have known he was a known alcoholic by the circumstances. Oh, so, so in other words, words it's, terrible. The, it's terrible what the law is. The kids win. It's the terrible what win. the law is. Well, it the is. kids are also responsible and don't drink and drive. Uh, we will grab an Uber and a Lyft because the kids invented that too. Yeah. But the, yeah. So, <laughs> so this it. person, uh, uh, Glenn. So this person, since the drunk driver was underinsured, yep. the, their only course of uh, their only hope would have been to have uninsured motorist coverage. That's right. Uninsured motorist coverage would then kick in because the person who caused the accident and injured the person didn't have enough insurance to pay their damages. And oh, short man. of having uninsured motorist coverage, they out of luck. Out of luck. Out of luck. That's I mean, why you say that's one of the most yep. important. Things yep. to have yep. but, but uninsured motors. Here's coverage. the question then: I Then why are alcohol servers in Florida being, you know, um, having to be given this course about responsible mm. serving? If in the end, uh, is it just an extra layer of liability or protection from liability well, well, that restaurants and bars put that in place? Well, sure, the bar can still get sued, and the bar can get sued with the allegation that they served a known alcoholic. So what they want to do is they want to protect themselves when somebody's obviously drunk to try to get them a so, ride or not, you know, whatever. Uh, just for those listening, um, and definitely not personal, if you just go and hang out at a bar every day, but you're not getting drunk, are you a known alcoholic in the court's eyes? Uh, no, you're not a known alcoholic no. unless you, you're you just know, a is that, there's some kind of evidence that uh, you're drinking all the time and getting drunk all the time. Now, I just know how to party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I remember from <laughs> way back when, when I worked in a bar, I was told that if a family member comes in and says, so-and-so is a, an alcoholic. Please do not serve him. At that point, to you, they are a known alcoholic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh. There's evidence there. Yeah. You know, any kind of circumstance that points to the person being a known alcoholic is enough to put the bar on the hook. And the bars know if there is some kind of evidence that causes the bar to be on the hook for serving a known alcoholic, and that known al- alcoholic gets in a car, drives a mile down the road, and then crashes it into people, that the bar can be on the hook when that happens. Even if the the person that the family member may have said that to didn't pass the message along to the other servers and then the other servers inadvertently served this person not being given the full disclosure would that well if the family member told someone in the bar then that someone is responsible for letting everybody else know okay yeah so it doesn't exonerate anybody if you could say well i didn't know they didn't tell Mm me that'd be an easy way out wouldn't it yeah. yeah, and it always comes back to having uninsured motorist coverage. Uninsured motorist coverage very, very important. When you buy insurance, uh, you should make sure you have underinsured and uninsured motorist coverage. It's really the same thing because so many people out there are causing accidents that don't have enough insurance to pay for people's injuries. Well, wow. Glenn, what would you say would be the minimum that if you're going in to buy a car insurance policy, and for some folks, being a, you know keeping to a budget is still a big right, deal, right, but they want to make sure exactly, but they want to make sure that they're protected. From your legal ex- expertise, what should be the minimum amount, no less, that you get? You know, I, I get asked this question all the time, and, and it's like you say, it's a, it's a matter of finances. It's a matter of how much you can afford. The, uh, you have to be offered uninsured motorist coverage if you buy what's called liability coverage. 
liability coverages. You're buying something something to protect yourself. If you make a mistake, run a red light and hurt somebody, then that liability coverage protects you and that person comes after you. So most people buy bodily injury liability coverage to protect themselves. Unfortunately, the law in Florida is you don't have to buy that, but most people do. When you buy that coverage, you are allowed to buy uninsured motorist coverage up to the limit of the bodily injury liability coverage you bought. So if you bought 10000 of bodily injury liability coverage, you can buy $10,000 in uninsured motorist coverage, and that's what you should do. If you're buying 25000 in bodily li- bodily injury liability, then you should buy 25000 in uninsured motorist coverage. Boom. And there's also yeah. stacking and non-stacking. Jack asked me this question before. About, right. Well, what's that? Well, if you own two cars, you can buy uninsured motorist coverage to cover both cars, and if you're buying $25,000, now you've got 50000 if you buy stacking coverage. So if you buy this stacking coverage, that's what you really want to buy because that's really the best bargain out there also when you're buying insurance. You want to buy stacking coverage because if you then get hurt by somebody who doesn't have enough coverage and you've got two cars with stacking coverage with 25000 each, ah. you now can get up to $50,000 to pay for your injuries. But if you have non-stacking on both cars, then you're only going to get 25000 Should I get like a junk car just so I can get double stack insurance well, on my no, one yes, car? No. Is that fraud? No. <laughs> that should be the question you ask beforehand. Yeah. Did I just fraud myself? You guys are always looking for angles. Uh, no, we're looking for the best deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Radio P. Right, right, right. And to Deb's point... And I, and I think it was the 10000 is that the minimum uh, in Florida? for I believe 10, so. 10000 the minimum you can buy for bodily injury liability coverage, but you don't have to buy that. What you have to buy is $10,000 in property damage liability. So if you hurt someone else's car, damage someone else's car, you've got $10,000 to pay for that, but you're not required to pay buy 10000 to pay for their injuries, which is crazy. Right. You're, you're also required to buy $10,000 what's called no-fault coverage or PIP coverage, and that pays for up to $10,000 of your own medical bills. So the law makes you buy $10,000 of coverage to pay for your own medical bills and $10,000 of coverage to pay for damage you do to someone else's car if you're at fault. That's all the law requires you to buy. But we know the, the price of auto repairs alone, let alone yeah. medical expenses, 10000 goes nothing. like that. Exactly. That's right. So That's if you right. can afford more, you would suggest oh, sure, getting sure. a Absolutely. higher amount Absolutely. So if budgeting protection. is not a concern, get as much insurance, I would say, as legally possible. Well, yeah, nobody ever skis. anticipates they're going to get an accident. Nobody no. ever anticipates it. But the problem is, especially living in Orlando with I-4 and all, you know, all the... Uh, people that are not familiar with the roads here, the tourists. I mean, there's yeah. just so many accidents here. I mean, we're... Glenn, did you know, you know Orlando is number seven on most aggressive cities to drive in? We mm. did. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, exactly. Did well, you win any awards this week? Oh, come I know on, we're, guys. We're supposed no, to, no awards this we're week. We're supposed to point that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he was recently voted super lawyer. Uh, that was ah. for 2019, and you heard it right here. So if you've been in a car, <laughs> truck... Super oh, lawyer. That's right. Yeah. Oh, like there's it. his cape. It's finally I've unfurled. Get a cape. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that, Glenn, because yeah, yeah, now you're going to get a cape. That's good. It's going to be embroidered and everything. Super oh, lawyer. Okay. I love Super the music. Lawyer. It's going to be too. bright pink. All right. Hey, listen, if you've been in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, you know, you never get a caseworker at Clausman Law. You always get right to Glenn. He might be uh, very self-deprecating, but the truth is he has been voted super lawyer for the past 10 years, this year included. He's the personal injury attorney that insurance companies cannot fool or push around. So if you've been in an accident, give him a call at 407-917-1718 or check him out online at ClausmanLaw.com. That's K-L-A-U. 
WSMANlaw.com. Keep it here. We're going to be right back with Woke News on the Jim Colbert Show on Real Radio 104.1. You're listening to the Jim Colbert Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.